Going Commando with Angela and Dana is brought to you by finduniquelyyou.com. Everyone has a story. I have a story. You have a story. We all have a story. As I see it, you have three choices. Allow your story to define you, use it to excuse you, or utilize it as a method to empower you. It's your life. You have the power. You choose. Rewrite your story on finduniquelyyou.com. We're shedding our masks and breaking down walls. Hell, we may even drop our drawers. That's right. We're going commando with Angela and Dana. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Dana Sardano, and this is Angela DeMarco, and we are going commando. Going Commando is a little show that we put together um, to really um, showcase the idea of just being genuine, authentic in who you are. We are both storytellers by nature, and we really have little um, censorship with our own stories because we believe that if we just be who we are and um, and understand that we're safe in doing so, then others will will be the same and will feel the same. And um, and and that's why we're here. So, Miss Angela, talk to me, girl. Talk to me, Goose. <laughs> Goose. Um, hey, good morning, Dana. Um, yeah, we also there's something really beautiful that happens when people are just authentically themselves. And, um, you know, in this world of networking and trying to like meet new people and get ideas across and concepts across when we connect on this soul level and really just be who we are, um, it helps other people, like Dana said, like feel safe in that space to do so, but makes us like, it makes the whole like dance happen much quicker, right? Like you can determine whether someone is for you or not for you, whether you like their flavor or not much quicker. And there's no right or wrong in liking someone's flavor. Like I may be a little too much for some people. That's okay. It's all good. Better yep. to know that off the bat, right? Yep. Then then yep. play a game and be someone that like, you know, that you're not. So that's our purpose here. It's why we're yep. doing our thing. And here we are. One of the first conversations I had with Rob on our first date, actually, I was telling, <laughs> I was telling him about ice cream flavors. And I was like, I'm Bear Claw. Meanwhile, this guy just met me and he's probably already like, she's out of her mind. But I'm like, I'm Bear Claw. And I'm like, you know, Briars doesn't have 33 flavors for nothing. You know, some people like vanilla and they're happy with vanilla, right? Some people pick lemon sherbet. I would never choose lemon sherbet. You know what I mean? But I am Bear Claw. You know, I'm dark chocolate. I'm nutty, but I'm the good nuts (laughs) on the cashews and not everybody's going to go for that because it might be a little bit too rich. But if you like bear claw, you're all up in that. Yeah. And so, (laughs) so, (laughs) but, but I'm bear claw and I'm okay with that, but it took me a lot of years to be okay with that because as children we all are just naturally who we are running around doing our thing and there are adults for whatever their reasons are that have told us that that's too much or that's not okay. Or you're too bossy. You're too loud. You're too impulsive. Every, everybody at one point or another was punished for being themselves because it was not okay with the adult that they were in their care. Right. Yeah. And so we learn, we learn <laughs> something about that. That was gross. I was at the dentist this morning. I got some little dude. <laughs> I learned not to be myself. 
but, no, but, but we learned. Cheers the good nuts. <laughs> I'm the good nuts. Yes, yes, yes. She said. Anyway. <laughs> um, no, but we learn to cope and to mask and to shield and all these things to protect ourselves from the negative response that we're getting from those who are, we're, like I said, we're in their care. So we grow up building all these shields and all these masks and all these walls, and we wind up at some point in our lives just being what we think people want us to be. Yeah. And that's no good for anybody because you know what? There's a, there's a dishonesty to that because even though, like I know, like I used to work at a job. I, I'm like being careful. Like what I say, I used to work at a job where everybody was always afraid to hurt everybody's feelings. So everybody said what everybody wanted to hear. And I didn't trust anybody yeah. because you could tell me how great I am. And I may know that to be true, but I don't believe you. And I'm questioning your motive. So we're all walking around with our backs up because mm -hmm. nobody's telling the truth because people, we don't even know who we are ourselves. So we're not even telling the truth to ourselves. That was a total rant. Please forgive me. <laughs> But it's it's but and we'll get into the rack soon. But um, it, it is so true. It's uh, I was the queen of being a chameleon. I was like the queen chameleon, if you will. Like I could walk into any room and get along with anybody in there right away because I could read the room, read the people, read the energy. And while that's a trait that I've learned to use for good now, yeah, balance. It used to be my trait for coping. You know, okay, I'm really uncomfortable in this situation. I don't like the situation, but Hey, I'm here. So let's make the best of it. And I would just, you know, yeah. be yeah. in places that I wouldn't want to be. And then nobody really knew who I was, what I liked, whatever. Cause I liked whatever you liked. And that's annoying. If you have that friend that does that, Oh, what yeah. do you want to do tonight? I don't care. What do you want to do? Oh, you want to go that? Oh, it's like, someone's like, I hate chocolate. And you're like, Oh, but I really want chocolate. They're like, I'll get some chocolate. It's like, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> that's yep. so sad. Yep. Please yep. don't do that. Have your I own like flavor. And for people like you or like your old coping mechanisms that do things like that, it's hard to conceive that you can be yourself and get along with people and get your needs met. But again, you were on this end of the spectrum, but on this end of the spectrum, you got the person doing, this is what I want and I don't care, and like the bulldozer. But yeah. somewhere in the middle, you can enter a room. Again, I'm just going to use your, your uh, description. You can enter a room be who you are and with comfort and ease navigate the room oh these are my people oh these are not my people but i could be polite and cordial until i find my escape to now find and you can yeah. find because you're comfortable with yourself it's so awesome to be in that space yes it just yes. takes some courage it just takes some courage yeah so anybody who's watching um just know that when you are with dana and i you are safe to be yourself like that is our whole jam everything yeah. that we do all about our business yeah. everything uniquely phenom is all about people showing us up as themselves unapolog unapologetically just be you we love you we think you're awesome every human has an amazing story to tell we're all just trying to navigate this world so we're here to help and assist in any way that we can so on to our <laughs> on to our uh, our whole shtick here. Um, so we're in season three, which is the season of empowerment, and we're celebrating um, with uh, Dana's ten recommendments for personal empowerment. Um, each week, we're focusing <coughs> week or two or three. We're focusing on a different recommendment. They're all amazing. They're all helpful. Dana's got workshops. She's got the books. She's got a journal. She's got you know you can work with her one on one on all this stuff. But it's like 
it's changed my life. So that's why we're kind of spending this time here to bring it to you guys so that you can get a taste of it. And then hopefully um, it'll spark something in you to make yourself more content and happy in areas that you're not. So we're going to do something a little different this week. Um, we're going to talk about recommendment number six, but we're going to break it into three parts because each part of it um, is very, uh, there's so much information to, to talk about and there's so much to unpack. I love that. Unpack. Um, <laughs> so Dana's going to read the recommendment and then we're going to focus on the first. So this is, this is um, uh, part, part one of three of recommendment number six. Here we go. Okay. So the sixth recommendment, I shall not judge, attach, or expect anything from anyone or any situation. Rather, I shall recognize and understand that judgment, attachment, an expectation robbed me of my inner peace. Chloe. Chloe. <laughs> yeah. So, so today, even though we're talking about judgment, attachment, and expectation, and I always refer to them like as the three sisters, because you really, if you're doing one, chances are you're doing the other two, and they all kind of um, are entwined with one another. But today we're going to talk about attachment, because attachment is a really, really powerful robber of peace. Mm. Would you agree, Miss Angela? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I know that, you know, and I wrote this in this chapter, I talked about, and I didn't talk about every level of attachment, but I talked about attachment to identity, attachment to beliefs, attachment to career, attachment to relationships, all of that. And we don't even realize how attached we are just we'll just start with beliefs because beliefs around everything beliefs about your career beliefs about you know but we have these like i said these identities that we're attached to and these beliefs that we're attached to and they really really keep us stuck and angela you and i both i mean this is on a daily for everybody but you and i both are are dealing with some pretty big ones right now and yeah. um what are your thoughts yeah i mean i'm gonna start with my simple one um just to just to help uh, put the, put it in an example, and mm -hmm. then we'll go into like what your your major your major one was this weekend. Um, I grew up in a certain way where my mother overindulged us on birthdays and at Christmas, like to the point of uncomfortability, right? Like, and it sounds um, it sounds uh, you know maybe weird to say, but it's uncomfortable because there'd be like so many presents and I didn't realize it was like a thing because my mother that was her way of showing her love right was to overindulge on our birthdays overindulge like you know money whatever because the rest of the time she was very distant and cold and whatever but that was her way of showing you know my mother was money money was her love language and I never um, realized it was a, a problem or an issue until I had my daughter and I would go to my mom's for Christmas and I would not have a lot of money and I would get Maddie whatever I could that I thought was really special, but it would be like maybe five, six presents, you know, special things that she knew she would love. But then we'd go to my mother's on Christmas Eve and there'd be this pile of presents for Maddie. And I'd be like, okay. <laughs> and I, you know, I, she, Maddie doesn't care, but as a child, all they see is this, right? So I realized that that was a thing. And so I've had to learn how to be more frugal, learn how to be more, um, just my, my understanding of what showing love means you know, and also like surprising, you know, like we never knew what we were getting and it was all a big surprise. And I was like, oh, she knows me. 
but my son hates surprises. He's five. He's like, just tell me what you're getting me. And I'm like, all right, you want to go to the store and pick it out? And he picked out his present. And I didn't have to have it wrapped. I didn't have to have a whole big thing for him because that's the way that's him. So I let go of my attachment to what a birthday should look like. Or a Christmas. Or a Christmas even. You know, Christmas was so great because we had a couple presents for the kids. They loved everything. We were together as a family. It was like, it was so much different than, yeah. than what I grew up with. So, um, and then even like this weekend, I wanted to have a big party at the house for his friends. You know, we've got this beautiful backyard and I want to do the spray park and this is July, you know, I've got the bouncy shit and that shit and I want to put on barbecue, whatever torrential rains <laughs> torrential rains on his birthday so i mean we shifted everybody to chuck e cheese which i'm like oh, okay whatever like i really wanted the house whatever so it all worked out perfectly fine christian had a wonderful day he was none the wiser you know and it was because i was just like all right we're gonna roll with it as opposed to be like like disappointed and that that discontentment you know with being attached to an idea of what it's supposed to look like that's the big one. Yeah. Yeah. So it all worked out, you know, like it was like, okay, we're shifting to, we're shifting over. There was like actually an, a warning that was like, do not leave your house. Flash flood warning. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. all right, you guys can show up if you want. <laughs> Most people came, you know, and I was like, it was, it was fine. It was great. They were running around Chuck E. Cheese. All good. I didn't have to clean up. It was great. <laughs> so it's a silly one, but you know, yeah. he wound up having a good day as opposed to me being frustrated that we were at Chuck E. Cheese instead of having the party at the house and Christian had fun at the end of the day. And and that and I really want to like like hone in on that whole point about the fit. Well, let me just start with your mother. And just a way <laughs> I don't but, know if we have a whole yeah, episode yeah. for that. But, <laughs> 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 so, but, but I, I, I'm talking about, because I had something similar too. Like my mother, that was how she showed her love because she didn't know how to show it any other way. But when we, when we let go of a lot of people, I'm trying to put my words together, a lot of people are like, but this is always the way it was. Yeah. And a lot of people just say, okay, then I do it this way. But when we realize that it's not causing us peace or bringing us contentment and then begin to understand what their motivation was and that maybe it wasn't the most healthy motivation or it's not something that serves me or it's not something that's going to align with my desires. You know what I mean? When we really start to look at those, th those things, then we can detach from that and create our own thing. And what I'm coming to realize with my personal situation is it's very difficult to embrace and welcome what's new when you can't detach mm. from something else. And I used an example when I was talking to you this weekend. It's like when, and I'm sure most people can relate to this, it's like when you're in a shitty relationship or in a relationship that no longer serves you, right? That no longer <laughs> feels good, right? You're in this relationship. I know I hate, I hate the term. I hear myself. But anyway, <laughs> when you're in a relationship like that, but, but there are still perks. Oh, well, it's cheaper to live with this person. Oh, but we have mutual friends. Oh, we share a dog. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Oh, but we do have a meal together from time to time. Oh, I don't like to be alone, right? And we stay in something that we know is not filling our heart and is not connecting with our soul. And we do that. And we hope down secretly, and I know I've been there, for the the other guy, the guy that really suits my needs, that guy to show up so I could just hop from one to the other. 
right? A lot of times he starts as the shoulder, right? The friend. And I'm not yeah. saying that doesn't work, but what we tend to do is we just wait for something that's good enough so we could leave that and go to this. And we're only going to have to leave this to go to something else eventually. Mm-hmm. When we have the courage to say, you know what? I want and need better than this. I am going to leave this, even though it's scary even to leave, even though it's familiar to stay, right? They say the devil, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to leave this and I am going to be on my own two feet. I'm going to be the person that I want. And then that person shows up. It's yeah. really hard to do, but you have to detach from this in order to embrace this. And if anybody, and I'm going to get aggressive for a second, wants to challenge that to be a truth, put a comment, comment, I will give you my cell phone number and I will talk about it because I've experienced it several times in my life and it's no bullshit. It's no bullshit. Yeah, no, it totally is. I'm all chills too. I like when you get aggressive. Ooh, Ooh. Ooh mommy, do it again. <laughs> That was, mm, yes, my soul was like, give me, give me. I like it. Sometimes you just need to be slapped in the face with this shit. I oh, my God. God. Yeah, you call me. I'll meet you outside 3 o'clock. <laughs> I swear. It's it's definitely, you know, there, there have been times when you're gentle with me. But the most is like when you're like you're frustrated and you slap me across the face. We don't have time for this shit. Just <laughs> <know>. together. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. Okay. Sometimes you just oh like, it's like when someone's like um, in a panic and you see yep, stuff. Yep, and yep. Like, okay. Yeah. Oh, dude, you remember that? You remember that scene from Airplane? When the chick's freaking out and the guy got the spaxer and then the next guy's got like brass knuckles. <laughs> That's me in life. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> That's I'm, the old, I'm the old lady in the back with like brass knuckles in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, I forgot what I was going to say. So we'll just leave it at that. Okay, okay. So I do want to, and then I would like to share my story, but I do want to read, um, you know, again, we had the sixth recommandment. And again, judgment, attachment, and expectation. We're focusing on attachment. But in that chapter, I have a special edition uh, recommendment 6A. Yeah, that was that was really fun to format. Thank you very much. It's <laughs> so <book>. funny. <laughs> I'm like, what? I couldn't the rules. This is breaking the rules. Oh my God. I like right, OCD design. <laughs> okay. But anyway, special edition recommendment 6A. I shall not become a prisoner of my own desires because this has to do with attachment. Rather, I shall recognize that all I truly want is peace and freedom. I understand that peace and freedom are unique and personal, and to attain these states of being, I must first identify, excuse me, identify what peace and freedom look like to me, identify the steps to get there, and take them. Yeah. Yeah. So, many of us are always trying to attain something. When this happens, I will find happiness. When this happens, I will find peace. When I have enough money, when I have the right relationship. And you hear these avid spiritualists and, you know, Buddhists and stuff like that. No, the peace is within. And when you have the peace within, everything is, is, you know, beautiful and as it should be. It's fucking true. (laughs) (laughs) Should I get aggressive again? It's a fucking truth. Thanks. Thanks, (laughs) Jenna. (laughs) (laughs) The truth it fucking is. Confucius says. Yeah, exactly. 
but it really, really is the truth. And even though I live this existence and I walk this walk, I catch myself get smacked with it uh, on the, on the regular, on the regular. And you just have to be able to look at it. And, um, so, so I am sitting in the gallery that I opened. It'll be four years ago, September. And right now, this is being watched down the road. We are in what? July 2023. I think so. Yeah. So September 2019, after, you know, obviously building a business, creating a business, procuring the building and all that, we opened the Boonto Fish Gallery. And for the first two years, it was amazing. Amazing. I mean, I can't even tell you the cool, awesome, magical stuff that went on here and the artwork and the friendships and the community. I used to throw parties for featured artists. I used to do all sorts of, at Chakra Khan. Oh my God. I just met some really, really cool people. And what, what started to happen little by little, you know how they say the red flags or the writings on the wall, little things began to happen. Like one of my last featured artist receptions, somebody said and did something and it was the first ick that I got. I was like, okay, I'm not going to do it that way anymore. And then I would do other sort of, sort of celebrations. Anyway, long story short, about a year ago, I had this medical stuff that I was dealing with and I wasn't well enough to have the doors open. So I shifted to um, by appointment only and was doing private groups, you know, COVID didn't help either, but I was doing private groups instead of open workshops where I sit here and wait to see who would show up. You know what I mean? And, and I was doing things that, that I was able to adjust what I was doing to suit my needs. And the last big celebration, last big party that we had was not this February, but the February before we had a big, um, we had a wedding. I officiated it too. It was really, really cool. But in the last year, I just, my, I've been so focused on building business with Angela that I, I haven't been, I haven't, my heart hasn't been in it, but it's such a beautiful, awesome space. Really I don't is. want to let it go. I don't want to let it go. So come this January, it starts to not be able to pay for itself or what is I can't support it. Right. Yeah. So now my, my, because I'm again, building this other business and my energies in here. So my husband's like, well, I really want to talk about selling the gallery. So I lost my shit. Absolutely not. So in January, totally rebuilding things. Re Angela redid my website. I'm redoing all these things. I'm going to do this, that, and the other, and I'm going to rebuild the 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 business so it can at least support itself because in my head when our other businesses take off and money's made it'll just pay for this and i can have my super awesome amazing for a long time clubhouse <laughs> it really is i'm looking around it's a freaking clubhouse and and i he was like but it's a burden and i'm like no it's not a burden it's a burden to you it's not a burden to me but, but it's so selfish so selfish because if it's a burden to him it is a burden to me because he's my schmoop but we let it go for a little bit. He's like, it's not fair that I pushed you as hard as I pushed you. We'll, we'll revisit it at the end of the year. But what I started to notice in recent weeks, um, it's becoming a burden to come here. Like I come here and I'm like, because everything I do, I can do online. I want to sell a painting. I sell it online. I want to do intuitive guidance. I do it online. I want to do workshop. I do it online. Yeah. And so it's becoming this, a little bit of an albatross, right? It's becoming this, this thing that I have to maintain because I'm attached to the notion of what it was. I'm attached to the notion of, am I a failure if I let it go? I'm attached to the notion of, but I'm the owner of a boutique fish gallery. Like, I don't know how to be any, anything else. You know what I mean? And I'm attached to all these things. And when I was forced 
on Friday, I had a little powwow with myself and the them and, you know, just my little, my interaction. Real, you know, there's meditation where for five minutes you're like, oh, okay, I'm connected and you move on. And then there's like that deep, heavy stuff where you really, really like get to the bottom of things. And all of a sudden it hit me. I am working so hard to achieve all of these next things, the next things for me, but I'm holding on so tight to this older previous version of myself for whatever reasons that were concocted in my head. And when I stopped and looked at that and said, you've got to let go in order to welcome in. And I just was like, I'm going to sell the gallery. I called my husband. I'm like, call the realtor. He was like, what? And I was like, call the realtor. And then all of a sudden, I can't even explain to you, I felt this weight lift off me that I didn't even know it was there. And that's the amazing, that's why we got to look. That's why you have to look within. But that's why you really have to like take the time to look. This weight lifted off me. And I got up Saturday, that was Friday. Saturday morning, I got up. Today's Monday, by the way, just for context. And I got up Saturday morning. And I was like, I'm not sure how I feel. And then I was like, oh, no, let's do this. And then I made a plan. And I was like, ah. you know, like I'm, I'm dumping him. And then all of a sudden, you know what I mean? You get the apartment guide. You know what I mean? You, know, you start Can't like, happen fast enough. Like, I'm, I'm ready. I'm done. Can't happen fast enough. So, so I started doing all that. And Rob, I'm telling you, I can't even. I can't oh even. God. I can't even. Did all the right things. Said all the right things. was awesome. And I explained to him, because I've known he's like, I explained to him that I'm like, I feel anxiety. This is like, this is a serious task. I look around like, what am I going to do with all my stuff? And can I, maybe I'll go to a farmer's market and sell some crystals. I got a bunch of that shit in here. You know, like all of this stuff, like how do I make this change? And he's just like one step at a time. Let's call the realtor first. So Saturday I was making all these changes. And then Sunday I woke up and now the anxiety's kicked in. Now the anxiety, that anxiety, I had Rob moving furniture in my house because in here I have furniture I want to bring home. We haven't even called the realtor. <laughs> we haven't even called the realtor. But my husband pig brings a chair upstairs, brings a chair downstairs, helps me move the bed. So finally, I call him. He's downstairs and I'm in my room and I'm like, could you come up here? I need your help. He just, okay, hangs up. I'm in my room. There's furniture everywhere. I'm sitting in this chair that I, and I'm just like, can you help me move everything back? He's like, come on. He goes, again, I needed to watch you spit out <laughs> for you to realize that you eat an elephant one piece at a time. Now, I just went off the rails and told the whole story, but the moral of the story is that I'm out of my mind and my husband's the same. But the moral of the story <laughs> is that when I really looked at myself and asked myself, what are all these attachments? I was able to realize that they were not really rational or relevant to my special edition 6A, to my peace and freedom right now in this moment. I was holding on to this, waiting for this to pay for it. And I'm waiting, waiting, waiting. What are you waiting for? You want peace? What do I want? Peace? What do I want it now? Yeah. I want it now. And I took the steps. I made the decision and I took the steps to have that peace now and nothing else matters. I, awesome. yeah, I feel like a million bucks. It's, it's really, it's really something, Angela. I know. I know. And I, I, I feel it in you. And I like, I'm, I'm, when you told me on Saturday, it was just like, okay, 
Yeah. Because remember you asked me like a couple weeks ago, you're like, should I sit on this for a second? Should I, should I sell, the, sell the gallery? And I was just like, in my thoughts, it was like, whatever makes you happy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? But again, you know, Rob forced you, was kind of bullying you into it. So there was no way because it was your thing. And yeah, it makes like, no, it's mine. Screw you. Go home. All, <laughs> the, yeah, all the attachments, all of a sudden it's like Christian, like, like he's like, there's a pen over here. And then it's just sitting there and his sister picks up the pen. And he goes, Hey, that's my pen. <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. All like... my kids do it all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's really the weirdest thing. It's like when you feel pushed or bullied, but he would, and one of the things I did, I went down, I, w I went to sleep. He, whatever, doesn't, I'm not going to get into our whole bedtime ritual. Tucky. I'm not going to get into our whole bedtime <laughs> ritual. But he was downstairs. He was downstairs in his room for fun. He was downstairs and I was laying there and I started thinking about really what a saint he is. Mm -hmm. And I went downstairs and, and I just was standing there crying and he hugged me and I was like, I'm sorry it took me so long. Sorry. And what did he say? It took you as long as it needed to take me. I love him. He's my schmoopy. I know. I love him so much. <laughs> He's my schmoopy in love. <laughs> He's really, really something. But yeah, but back to the attachment, you know, we when we feel pressured and stuff like that, but when we when we can figure out a way to separate ourselves from every other opinion, every other energy or influence. And just sit with ourselves and what really matters to me? What do I really want and need? And everybody is going to have something along the lines of, I just want to be happy, or I just want peace, or I just want to feel freedom, or whatever it is. When we buy stuff and acquire stuff and do stuff, it's not the stuff. It's the feeling we get with the stuff. Right. So right. when we stop and go, and, and you hear these, these avid spirituals mm -hmm. talk about that. You want to feel it. And you, oh, is my thing plugged in? I hear you. You're good. Oh, Are my, you running out of power? My battery, but I, it's plugged in. All right. I'm back. Okay. <laughs> So I have no idea what I was saying, but I'm sure it was really super profound. So you're welcome. And you're super uh, smart, long time. Yeah, yeah. Dana had a, a battery malfunction situation. Yeah. So um, whatever. Yeah, just the, the idea of, so for me, right? Like no, no, this huge epiphany for you, you're talking about how you had that weight that you didn't even know was off your, on your chest, mm -hmm. right? And for somebody like me who's going through a situation and I can't see what that weight is, Right. So, 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 but I want to feel that and I want to be happy and I want to be content. So the idea is to just try to sit in some quiet. That's it. Ask yourself the questions, man. I was really like, I was asking myself the questions like, why do I hold on to this place? What? Oh, I know what I was talking about. The feelings that come with it. Like, why do I hold on to it? Why is it important to me? What do I fear in letting it go? Is that rational? Is that reasonable? What do I want out of life? Does this place, is it, do I need this place to get that? And I was really having, and I was like, what am I doing here? What really matters to me? Oh my God, my relationship with my husband, my family, my children. Is this place a strain on your marriage? It's beginning to be. It's not a huge strain, but like, it's not easy for him. Yeah. 
Because it's not just about the financial aspect. We got to come here. We got to cut the weeds, fold the fig, you know, whatever it is. Oh, we call the air conditioner guy, whatever it is. It is Nala wants a cat for her birthday so bad. And I'm training her and her sister in responsibility because we have such peace and harmony in my house. And if we bring a cat in, it's going to bring strife, unnecessary strife. Did you change the thing? Your cat peed on the whatever. Why, you know, whatever it is, did you feed the cat? And it becomes an element, an unnecessary element of strife. Yeah. So I don't want to bring the cat. It's not that I don't like cats. I don't want to bring the cat to my house because I don't want an unnecessary element of strife. So this place, as much as I love it, it's an unnecessary element of strife. Yeah. So if what I really want is peace, and I've tried other avenues to make it strife-free, and that's not working, then why would I hold on to it? It doesn't make sense because all I really want is peace, my husband, my family. Yeah. Yeah. There and it's just a structure because everything about it, the whole, all of the artwork, all of the, the, the all of the you – it's still you. Yeah, of course. But my attachment says, but I love the structure. That's my attachment. Yeah. But my, but I could easily release that attachment because who cares? Because yeah. what I really want is just to be with my family and be happy. Yeah. 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 So. No, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And I appreciate you sharing that with all of us. Um, and I'm super excited. And so stay tuned for, you know, flash painting sales and all that kind of stuff. And then it's just, you know, it's just going to become a virtual gallery because we already have everything up there. So the URL is up there, ubuntufishgallery.com. And you can see all of Dana's artwork there anyway. So if anybody wants to take a look at it, have a masterpiece like my Joshua painting or like the many paintings of yours that I have in my house that I love, um, you know, now's the time. (laughs) It's true though, because the originals, I'm already in my house going, that one will go there, that one will go there. But I have so many gorgeous reproductions of different sizes that you would never even know weren't original because I repaint them. I just do it that way for different price points and different sizes for people. And I've got so many of those, you know, splattered throughout here. Those are the ones that, that I'm going to be practically giving away. So just, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're gorgeous. And I, I my my angry ostrich, I'm gonna put a picture of him up. He's my favorite. <laughs> I like forgot. I, I love forgot. him yeah. so much. He's over in my living room where right over where my husband sits, and he's going, really? <laughs> How <Really?"> apropos. <laughs> Um, okay. So with that said, we've kept you long enough. Um, thank you very much for watching and listening. Um, and go to finduniquelyyou.com and check out all the stuff we have going on to help you connect, collaborate, sparkle and shine and all that good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching some old, old reels. That I was like, oh, oh yeah, we used to have that tagline. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Have a great week. We'll pick uh, up Rec 6 next week. Yep. Bye. Thank you for watching this episode of Going Commando, Season 3, 10 Recommandments. We're so excited. Please subscribe to our channel so you too can become empowered. This episode is brought to you by Uniquely Phenom Collaboration. We provide tools and resources designed for creators by creators. Visit uniquelyphenom.com for more information.